Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. In this podcast, we read and analyze stories we wrote as children, delving into the inner workings of a child genius's mind. I'm Theo. I'm Joseph. And I'm Tristan. What the heck? Whoa, another Hello. person? <laughs> we have to stop at that bit when we have guests. Just being surprised they're here. Well, apparently that's a bit. <laughs> yeah, la- last time we, we pretended like uh, Joseph's brother was somebody who just hacked into our Zoom call and we, we didn't actually want him there. <laughs> We're going to be a little more inviting towards you. So Tristan is my friend, my lifelong friend, my childhood friend, even my friend today. Can you believe it? I can't. We've basically known each other as long as I can remember. Oh yeah, no, um, our parents met before either of us were born. Right. Literally all of your life I've known you. That just reminded me of how our older brothers, they were friends when they were small children and Tristan's older brother, Andrew, had apparently started speaking in complete sentences because he was a little older than Seth. And then he went to go like play with Seth one time at our house and Seth would just say, duh duh and point to things and say duh duh <laughs> apparently what happened is your mom took andrew back to your house and then andrew stopped speaking in complete sentences and just said duh duh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> just like complete retrogression i like it yeah. though it's more efficient maybe i'm gonna start doing that now this guy's to the point let's do <laughs> just that point and say duh that's all you need yeah this is our oops all does episode and for the rest of the hour we're just gonna be saying duh <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> You're not going to see where we're pointing, but we're pointing at things and saying, duh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, Tristan, do you want to introduce yourself? Duh. <laughs> okay. Sorry, a little too soon. Um, as Theo mentioned, like we've known each other all our lives. A lot of different traveling, different paths, but um, the same kind of ridiculousness and fascination with music, just slightly different manifestations. He went more classical in composition. I went more jazz in education. So, yeah. you know. And I think we both sort of had this like egomaniacal strain in us. <laughs> oh, like, no. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and I remember it really peaking in like seventh grade because like I remember telling one of my teachers that like I'm God, Whoa. like I had a megalomania <laughs> complex and I'm just thinking back and I'm like, what? Like, I don't even think I knew what I was saying. I was going to ask because just based on the stories, I, I wondered if there was a little bit of child genius oh, yeah, buried child. in there. <laughs> uh, a little bit. I think genius is a little kind based on these writings. But well, um... ch- child genius in the way like we talk about is like we thought we were child geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> we also yeah. thought we were God for the record. So, <laughs> okay. So we all have that in common. Good. This will be smooth sailing. I specifically thought I was the second coming of Jesus, but... (laughs) And I thought I was your dad. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Anything else you need to get out of the way now, Tristan? Um, I mean, I didn't come here with a lot of baggage, so like, I don't really feel like I need to get stuff out of the way, so to speak. Oh, wait. That's actually a good segue because we should mention that this is a 
beef episode. Did you want us to say it at the same time as you? I kind of did. <laughs> Sorry, I was not following that. Beef episode, just edit that in. Joseph, we're live. Um, oh, yeah. forgot it was a live one. So, as we all know, this podcast loves a holiday. This podcast loves a tradition. And every seven episodes, we have a beef episode. Joseph, do you want to explain what a beef episode is? Uh, yeah, I mean, we just get beefy. <laughs> I think that's how I described it last time. And then I had to swoop in with a little extra clarification. In episode seven, I was in a bad mood. And this is extrapolated out until episode 14, I aired all my grievances. And now episode 21, I'm out of grievances. But if anyone has any, now's a good time to air them. Although I will say I, I do have one beef with Tristan, actually. What? Uh-oh. Do we say it now or later? Let's just let the tension hang for another like hour and a half. Yeah, just right. make this really uncomfortable for the guest, you know, that's <laughs> beef episode themed, right? Gosh, I wish we had ads to play because this would be the perfect time. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Just dead silence for 30 <laughs> seconds. Go listen to another podcast for an hour and come back. Yep. Just let that tension rise. Yeah. We're just going to put the theme song on loop. <laughs> oh, God. Don't do that because you know I'm going to be tempted to make that happen in the end. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I know. You, you would. Okay. No more theme song. Um, okay, Joseph. Do you want to hear my beef? Yeah, let's hear your beef. My beef is I pretty much only know one thing about Tristan pre me reading any of these stories, and that is Six Cool Guys, which is was an amazing ensemble of actors that... Actors, musicians. <laughs> actors and musicians. All of those words should be in air quotes. Amazing <laughs> yeah. ensemble actors. I remember Basketball Scholarship being my favorite one. So, yeah, so just to clarify... So Tristan and I and Andrew, Seth, Devin, Ian, six of us. First, we started out as a terrible band. Then we became a terrible group of movie makers. Yeah, we had various live action films. Basketball scholarship. I'm sure that one sounds enticing. Better than it sounds. The Creepo, (laughs) The Gate. When an Idiot Calls. When an Idiot Calls. That is the best parody (laughs) title anyone has ever come up with, I think. Um, What was it a parody of? When a stranger, when a stranger calls. calls. I had and still have a beef with when a stranger calls. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. He had so much of a beef that he said, you're not a stranger anymore. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, the worst insult. Yep. My beef is that before recording this, I really wanted to go back and watch at least one of these. <laughs> and I can't find them anywhere. Yeah. They're like nowhere on the internet. They've disappeared. Okay, should we get to the stories now? Yeah. So Tristan has brought us three wonderful works. The first one is one that I refer to it as the weird sea maze. I don't know if you had another title you wanted to use, Tristan. That's a totally fine working title. And then the second one is basically a tale about a red monkey. And then the last one has a actually has a title, which is The Macaroni Touch, which is my favorite title of anything we've done. So I'm pretty proud of that title. That might be my favorite title of all time. <laughs> Nine-year-old yeah. me was cooking with gas. <laughs> Just saying. I do have a question before we, if we're about to get started on, on the Sea Maze one, because I want to know some backstory about why you were writing it, if you remember. Okay, I can tell you, looking at these, that all three of these stories had to be like elementary school, like write these stories for school. Okay. Like these aren't the stories that I wrote just on my own at home. Yeah, I guess that. The top of the Weird Teammates one says, number two plot, and in a box, create story with problems. (laughs) (laughs) 
Which, was that the actual prompt? That's what's on top of the first page. <laughs> yeah, so I'm guessing they, they meant problems as in problems that the characters have to solve within the story, not just this writing is flawed kind of problem. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing like, you know, this was end of third grade. So they were like, you know, create a problematic story. Use your imaginations. See what bad words you know that you can offend readers with. Right. I have to say, though, actually, Tristan, your stories, I think, are the least problematic of any ones that we've done so far. Like, there, I, I haven't seen anything that I thought would be offensive in 2021. Yeah, that's true. But you have to realize that I didn't really have room to do that because of how, like, neurotic and scatterbrained all of these are. Like, did you fail the assignment because it wasn't problematic enough? <laughs> Teacher was like, this will probably age well. I will say that in terms of, like, what that prompt actually means, like, create, like, stories with problems in them that need to be solved. You probably did a better job than certainly Three Cowboys. There were no <laughs> problems that needed to be solved there. Yeah. yeah, there's a weird sea maze. Like, you know, problem. There we go. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, maybe let's let's do a review of all the problems that we find at the end of the story. Maybe that would be... Yeah. Start a problem count? Yeah, let's do a problem count. I agree. <laughs> that's good. Also, I see it says, it says one invented character on there, too. Does that mean you have to invent at least one character? Because that seems like a pretty low bar. <laughs> yeah, right. If you're counting not the sea serpent, spoiler, spoiler. and the other non-human <laughs> entity, there yeah. is one character. It's yeah, right. a bare minimum bet. We did it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I might as well start to try and dive in. Yeah, let's do it. So we'll call it Weird Sea Maze yeah. as working title. Here we go. Sammy and his family were moving to Sydney, Australia from Athens, Georgia, which <laughs> were two of the very few places I knew. Yeah. I was actually going to ask if that was like a child genius move of like being like, I just want to show everyone that I know Sydney's in Australia. No, it was 100% a flex of knowing a continent's capital. It's a capital flex. <laughs> no, okay. What's the capital of that continent? Yep. Yeah, when I read that, I just thought it brought me back to being a kid and just like knowing how like specific you were about certain things that like no other kid would care about. It was like, I'm going to write this specific oh, yeah. city with a comma between the city and the country. Oh, I was specific <laughs> like, about everything. I'm on the autism spectrum. I was diagnosed with a quote unquote communication disorder with autistic tendencies in 1992, like somewhere on there. And as you'll see, particularly in the third story, very, very, very specific with certain details, especially numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sammy is at age nine. He has a mustache, <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyes, and white skin. That's very specific too <laughs> it's a little unnerving when you say blonde hair blue eyes and white skin <laughs> bleach white i'm trying to say that as an out because i'm not sure but like you were talking about like problematic and I, that's yeah. the passage i was worried about i was like oh no i had forgotten about that sentence honestly yeah nine-year-old with a mustache i think that's so funny you would expect that to be the the last thing you mentioned like that's the shocking twist like oh blonde hair blue eyes like white skin okay mustache Oh, no, that's the part I'm most proud of, apparently. That's what you lead with. Yeah. There's something very unsettling about that boy, Sammy. <laughs> and the camera cuts to him, and he has a mustache, and he's yeah. nine years old. I'm imagining, like, a full-on, like, Nick Offerman mustache, too. Not just, like, yeah. a thin little... <laughs> okay. During the voyage... 
they ran into a weird sea maze, <laughs> which was five miles long. First on the problem count. <laughs> yeah, right. They have run into the weird sea maze. We've encountered a problem. I also love how it's not, there's no explanation. Just the three words, weird sea maze. All you need to know. <laughs> I can it's picture. in the sea. It's a maze. It's weird. <laughs> As a writer, I assumed that everyone else was familiar with the general appearance of sea mazes. Just a heads <laughs> yeah. up. This is one of the weirder ones. It's quirky. Got like different sized walls, and, like weird angles. You know, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Inside the maze was an evil serpent. The serpent had sensed them and had built the maze with his dark magic powers i like picturing the the serpent sensing them right you know how s- snakes will like stick their tongue out <laughs> like it sticks his tongue out and then there's a voiceover of its internal thoughts and it's like do i detect a nine-year-old <laughs> with a mustache <laughs> with white skin <laughs> all right sammy's family had only made it through one mile <laughs> in an hour 30 minutes the serpent was right behind them sammy noticed and shouted out Monster! This made the serpent lunge at him. Sammy was graved, and he was only armed with a pogo stick. So, yeah, I like the part where you say Sammy's family had only made it through one mile in an hour and 30 minutes. He's sort of putting it on us to do the math and figure out how long it will take them to get through the entire five-mile sea maze when they've done one mile in an hour and 30 minutes. The actual purpose of this story for school was our teacher wanted us to design problems for a math test. And I wrote this really long story just with a tiny math problem in the middle. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that's real? No, no. Oh, okay. oh, I thought, I thought <laughs> oh you were my, like, <laughs> my heart stopped. I was like, this is the find of the century. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> well, no, actually, sorry. I was going to say one more thing. In, in the 30- It'll take seven and a half hours, by the way. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Oh, thank you. We were all <laughs> waiting for you to do that, Matt. So the 30 minutes, like the MIN, it, you kind of, it looks like someone else wrote that. Am I, am I crazy? That looks like a slightly different handwriting. <laughs> I don't know. When you sent it to your editor, they made a correction <laughs> yeah. before it was published. Well, I did wonder if like an adult or something was like one hour is not enough. Yeah. <laughs> like thirty more minutes when they read over it. Maybe I asked for mom, my mom for help. I'm completely <laughs> unsure. But that would be a weird edit to make too. Like that. Like that's the thing that needs to right? be. <laughs> okay. So the thing I want to share with you guys is. I was going through some more of my dad's papers at his house where I found the story about the internet monkey. And I found the first part of this assignment. Oh, the character sketch. Sammy, a blonde-haired, white-skinned, blue-eyed boy with a mustache. He likes to chew and blow bubblegum, play football, collect football cards, go to his dad's football games, do gymnastics, play Game Boy, and play his drums. I love how none of that came into play. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> There's more. He dislikes baseball, racing, school, and traveling to other places. Oh, that is a problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's a problem. So in that paragraph about Sammy, who was a projection of nine-year-old mustached me. Yeah, right. (laughs) You with a mustache is Sammy. (laughs) This is your disguise, actually. (laughs) Every single thing that I listed that he likes 
is things I either liked or was good at. Yeah, and right. everything that's listed that he dislikes were things that I was bad at. <laughs> I remember like growing up as a kid, just like if I was not the best at something or really good at something, I would immediately oh, just yeah. like, nope, not a part of my personality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I have a beef with myself about that, but the biggest beef I have with myself is that there is also a character description for Sammy's mother, his father, oh. another boy, that boy's mother and that father. Wow. So when I got to the second part of the assignment, it's like create a story with problems. I was just like, fuck it. Not using any of the characters. Yeah. <laughs> I have all these problems to deal with. I can't include you. Characters. <laughs> Maze, pogo stick, serpent, other stuff. I'll spoil in a minute. <laughs> Graved by the serpent, only armed with a pogo stick. He swung and swung and swung, but still got swallowed. He was still alive. He bounced and bounced on the pogo stick. He suddenly knocked the serpent's tooth loose. With this, the tooth fairy came yeah. and took the tooth and gave Sammy a golden sword. I thought that was pretty brilliant, actually. I would never come up with that idea that the, the main character can just knock the like bad guy's tooth out and then the tooth fairy comes and saves the day. That, that was pretty clever. But yeah. <laughs> then I did see that she gave him the golden sword, and I was like, come on, the serpent <laughs> lost their tooth. They should get the golden sword. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not fair. <laughs> Maybe if he had pulled his own tooth out. <laughs> I'm just picturing like you just like walk around to various people just punching their teeth out, and then the tooth fairy comes down and gives you prizes for it. And yeah. Maybe it's if you, if you punch their tooth out, but then you're still there when the tooth fairy comes to give them their gift. Then if you bully the tooth fairy into giving you the gift, <laughs> yeah. that's why do it so maybe the tooth fairy was scared of the pogo stick and that's why she gave him the sword yeah they were just really impressed with how good this projection of me was with a pogo stick the story yeah. is wish fulfillment of pogo stick skills if you really want to break it down i don't know if i'll include this in the episode because it might not be funny at all but you know how the serpent has dark magic powers uh-huh don't bring a pogo stick to a dark magic power fight <laughs> So stupid. Well, that's your episode title. Like, that's going to draw some clickbait for sure. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. People will need to know. Here's what I think is the most bamboozling part of the story. Sammy had always been good at balancing swords, so he balanced it where the tooth used to be, got on his pogo stick, and bounced the sword through the space. The serpent screamed its last sound and died. I do not understand this at all. How does balancing a sword help him with That this? is a weird skill. <laughs> Oddly specific <laughs> skill. Yeah, what does it mean? Like balancing, your, like sort of at the hilt of the sword and like what? I don't know. Of all the skills I listed in the first thing, like when I wrote out the character <laughs> details, you would pick, I would pick something like maybe it has to do with bubble gum. Yeah, or right. I don't know. But no, sword balancing. That's the skill that comes in handy here. You didn't mention sword balancing on his character sheet. Or pogo stick. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. the way I understand the way I wrote this is that he put the sword down, got on the pogo stick, and jumped on top of the sword to push oh. it down. Oh, oh so the tooth was on the bottom part of the mouth. If the sword upside down is kind of shaped like a pogo stick, wouldn't you just jump on the sword? <laughs> oh, yeah. It does seem easier. This is yeah. like the most convoluted balancing act. <laughs> I think I'm going to need another sword and another pogo stick so I can jump on the top pogo <laughs> stick. Yeah, hey, two things. Like some Cirque de Soleil nonsense. <laughs> I thought that you were saying, he's like, like Theo saying, balancing the hilt on his hand, right? Yeah. And jumping up with the pogo <laughs> stick. 
and shoving it through the roof of the snake's mouth into its brain and killing yeah. it. And like using the velocity of the pogo stick to like get a little bit further push. The funniest part of that is like, why do you need to be good at balancing? Can't you just be good at holding the sword? <laughs> true. You don't need to balance it. You can just grab it. Maybe it was so high up he had to use his finger to, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to picture this thing uh, that you've poorly described in this story. And I am- Undersell. <laughs> And I am thinking, could anyone describe that in writing well? I feel like that's something you might see in a cartoon, but how do you explain that? How do you explain jumping on a pogo stick, driving a sword into the tooth cavity that remains in a snake's mouth? I think it would have to be more than like one sentence. <laughs> like it is here. Oh, yeah, I that, think that's, that's the trick. That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's try and finish this. So the servant screamed its last sound and died. This made the maze disappear. Apparently, the golden sword could fly. So Sammy got safely to the ship, and they safely got to Sydney, Australia. My favorite part of that is the apparently. (laughs) Kids love to say apparently. It sounds almost like you were a little annoyed about how easily everything was wrapped up. (laughs) Apparently, the golden sword could fly, so then Sammy could just fly away. If he had realized this when he got the golden sword, all of the stuff with shoving the sword in the mouth was entirely unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Okay, now it makes sense why you said apparently then, because he's like, you could have told me that earlier, sword. (laughs) The sword just admitted it after he used it to like murder this giant sea serpent. (laughs) Yeah. Like the sword had a grudge and wanted revenge. Now that I've tasted blood, I can help you out. (laughs) That's pretty much like the definition of like deus ex machina or whatever. It's just like something comes in at the last second. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. Apparently (laughs) sword could fly. So apparently the tooth fairy is going to come and give you a sword. Apparently that (laughs) sword could fly. (laughs) Watch for that to become a common theme across my childhood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One thing I like about this last sentence is you say, so Sammy got safely to the ship and they safely got to Sydney, Australia. Mm. Rather than just coming up with a different word, you know, synonym for (laughs) safely, you thought, I can make some variety here by just switching those words around. I can make this work. (laughs) Got safely. Safely got. I mean, I mean, for a kid's story though, it's, you at least stay on the point that you were headed to Sydney, Australia at the beginning and you made it there at the end. So that's impressive that they had some continuity. Yeah. That's awesome. There is like marginal follow up on the exposition. <laughs> also, you yeah. see like the little weird drawing of the sword I put on the bottom of the page. It's a nice sword. It's I like not it. a nice sword. <laughs> it's one of the lazier drawings of a like sword it. I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, it's really just like how few lines can I make on this page to convey a sword? I had like I started with the top line and like I was coming back around and I took like too sharp of an angle. <laughs> and so I had to like yeah, come back right. in and finish. It's like a needle point. Whoa, I need to reorient myself <laughs> i erased and like changed the thing with the time but now the sword was good keep the sword the way it is i was gonna say i i noticed that the angle changed slightly on the tip of the of the sword it looks almost like your pencil broke like right as you were like making that part of it i had like the heaviest hand growing up too yeah i kind of remember that it's because um i was born left-handed so i remember like in first grade i had like this teacher that i worked with like once a week like with the autism development like she kept trying to get me to learn how to write Mm -hmm. and i could never learn how to do it when i hold a pencil or a pen i have to use all five fingers it's this weird (laughs) grip whoa it's like power writing (laughs) yeah i would get ink and graphite 
all over my <laughs> ring finger and my pinky. Anything I wrote pretty much like had gray or black highlight behind it from smudging. Yeah, that's actually one thing I was going to bring up about the sword is because some of the words on here are so light that I could barely read them. But then the sword is like, it's like you had just a death grip on that thing. And I just, think I like had to have been like not very confident in my ability to write cursive. Mm. But oh, my ability to draw swords way <laughs> overconfident. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, it's my time to shine. No one can deny the greatness of this sword. <laughs> it apparently could fly. Sure. Yeah. My, my impression of the sword drawing at the end of this story is you had a two page minimum. And so you had to draw the sword at the end to get to that two pages. <laughs> yeah, wait, so we, we didn't really do our problem count. Can we count the problems that there were in the story? So the problem was they needed to get to Sydney, Australia. There was a weird sea maze. There was a serpent. The kid has a mustache. <laughs> I'll count the mustache as a problem. H- yeah. Him getting eaten by the serpent counts as a problem. That was a problem. He only had a pogo stick. That's a problem. <laughs> the last problem was like how to get out of the sea serpent's mouth. Mm. But apparently the sword could fly. So, you know, yeah, that problem got so no, wrapped no. up. <laughs> so like five to six problems. Yeah. Before we move on from the weird sea base, I forgot. I do have another like anecdote like about oh, okay. my interests when I was younger. Uh-huh. Our parents like signed us up like when we were like little kids for like kind of intramural like recreational kind of like sports and all that kind of thing. And so I was in like this recreational little soccer league in Durham. Um, Shout out Durham, North Carolina. Sure. Sure. You get to do shout outs. Why not? Yeah. It's a beef episode. I might as well hijack the podcast. Um, (laughs) Durham. Oh, my least favorite place. How dare you? But um, so we were playing soccer. Like I really wasn't like that engaged. And so the coach like moved me to goalie because like I didn't have to run around as much because I wasn't. (laughs) Like also I wasn't like paying attention at all. And I remember like giving up like two straight goals. And so I told the coach, I was like, oh, I'm feeling kind of fatigued and I'm kind of tired. I remember that my mom, your mom, and like you were there too you were like on the bleachers and like Uh you had like action figures like superheroes dinosaur toys types of things and you were like playing around with the bleachers so I was like I'm feeling kind of tired I'm gonna go to the bleachers and like within like five minutes I'm like up at the top of the bleachers with you like playing with the little action dinosaurs (laughs) and all that stuff the coach like came up to me and he was like do you want to be playing soccer and I was just like no and went back to playing with Theo. Are you like still wearing full goalkeeper garb with like the gloves and everything? And you're just like playing with action figures. They might have given another kid the gloves, but I was like still in my jersey. That's like awesome. not on the bench, just off doing my own thing. I was going to ask if you let in the two goals because you were like seeing yeah. Theo playing with those toys. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's a cool dinosaur. You like let another goal in. You're like, crap. You're so distracted. That's very, very likely. The only thing like, that I think could make that story funnier is if you didn't do the whole thing where you told him you weren't feeling good and you needed to go to the bleachers, it was just like he looks away for two seconds and you're <laughs> not at the goal off. anymore. You're, you're playing <laughs> with the toys. <laughs> I guess I was just picturing you doing that as an employee. You're you're at your job and then you just say, I'm kind of tired. And then you go <laughs> and start playing with toys. <laughs> not even like a video game, just toys. <laughs> like you see some kid with toys in the corner, like playing for a while. Like, you work at a daycare <laughs> with kids. 
yeah. and your boss comes over and is like, you know, there are other kids here. You should really like spread your attention around. Yeah. Oh, it's not about the kid. I just really like this toy. No, this game's awesome. <laughs> They're not using them as creatively as I am. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, when you started right. to say that, do you think that would work for, I was, I thought you were going to say like a soccer team to have a kid on <laughs> the other bleacher sideline to like distract them with dinosaur toys. Like at the World Cup. We got to <laughs> yeah, plan exactly. in the audience. We're going to have a kid playing He's with, awesome he's got toys. Beyblades, he's got Transformers yeah. toys. <laughs> Next thing you look and it's like the goalkeepers like running up the stands. Or, or he's like right on the sidelines and he's like worriedly looking back at the field like, come on kid, give me the toy, give me the toy. Give me the toy. Yeah. Quick, quick. Yeah. Just one second. Like they cut back from a commercial, you see him up there, he's just playing with a boppet. <laughs> oh, boppet, wow. Oh. Nice reference. I haven't thought about a boppet. Another thing that was actually fun, but I thought was dumb because I was bad at it. I I don't know about you guys, but Boppets made me extremely anxious. They start getting faster and faster. I could not handle it. (laughs) Not good for me. Yeah. Yeah. This is an anti-Boppet podcast. You got beef with Boppet? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have any ads to run yet on the podcast, but I will run an anti-ad and say Boppets suck. (laughs) (laughs) This might be just way too fantastical for this podcast or just in general. But for some reason, I just thought of what if a Boppet is like, there's a little man stuck inside and he wants you to try to break him out. (laughs) But he he only has a few things he can say to you. And these are the things to try to like break him out of the Boppet. Please flick it. Twist it. Anything. That's the story you should have written. That would have been a masterpiece. That's the way to do ads in the future. Like, write the ad like a child version of a story about whatever service or product. I like that. No, no. That's how you write ads for Boppets, is you say, there are humans stuck in Boppets. You need to help them get out by playing the game. This is like the biggest crisis we have in the world right now. It's like, screw global warming. We have to get these people out of these Boppets. For just 20 cents a day, you can help get a middle-aged man or woman out of a Boppet. They're like at a call center, but everyone behind them is playing bop it but like not having any fun just furiously playing bop it i'm getting no response bring some d batteries stat (laughs) all right so yeah next we're gonna go through tristan's story about an internet monkey we're either going to get part of the way or entirely the way through this story okay so first sentence reads tom is a monkey that lives inside of noah's computer i left out the character Noah's last name because I found a class photo from fifth grade, and that is the name of one of my classmates. I don't necessarily know if I want to make that real-life association. Also, his last name never comes up again in the yeah. rest of the story. So, Gosh, I, I love it. I love you just, you're sitting at school, you look around the class, you're like, who would be the most likely person to trap a monkey in the computer? Yeah. Noah. Okay. Tom looks like most regular monkeys that you see in a zoo, except for the fact that his fur is red. And Tom is not at a zoo because he doesn't like having a lot of people around him saying ooh and ah. And he's in a computer. (laughs) I just want to clarify. That is also why he's not in a zoo. (laughs) This is fair. He has another form of imprisonment. (laughs) That's why he's not in the zoo. Tom likes playing cards, baseball, and looking for gold as hobbies. Those are things that he does very 
often, <laughs> which I think is super clever because playing cards is a reference to solitaire. I yeah. know baseball has to be a reference to like backyard baseball. Is that a video game? Like that computer game with like the animated kids and looking for gold either has to be heroes of might and magic oh yeah which we have a lot of memories about oh yeah or runescape or really yeah gp <laughs> it's back <Yeah>. gp <laughs> whenever you whenever you guys played uh heroes of might and magic i think you guys played number four around us yeah my yep. brother and i didn't really have any idea what you guys were talking about you would say the word so fast heroes of might and magic four and you just say it really <laughs> fast. And so we thought you were saying Heroes of Mighty Magic Forks. Wait, no, I think, <laughs> that's what we just called it. I think you got that because our our uncle Tim wanted to like make fun of us yeah. for playing a video game. So he would always say, here is my mighty magic fork. Uh, all I knew is that for a while, I actually thought that was the game you guys were playing. So I was pretty convinced <laughs> what he was saying was the actual name. An adolescent just be like, am I missing out on some like hot silverware <laughs> yeah. craze? What do they get about forks that I don't? Yeah, right. Here's my mighty magic. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's amazing how ineffectual that sort of taunting was to us. Like he came in and said, here's my mighty magic fork. And we we're just like, Whatever, old man. We're playing yeah. a video game all weekend. <laughs> We're going to spend the next 20 hours doing this. We're playing a cool game. Have fun with your fork. <laughs> okay, right, let's get through this paragraph. <laughs> Tom lives in an abandoned gold mine that the tourists declined to go tell people about it due to the danger of hitting your head on the ceiling. Yeah, honestly, that fucking sentence. Yeah. I, seriously, <laughs> sentence. it's rough. That sentence directly contradicts the first sentence. It does not follow the rules of grammar. It's so unnecessary. It doesn't come back. What is this sentence? <laughs> it gets harder as it goes, too. Like, just Tom lives in an abandoned gold mine that the tourists declined to go tell people about it due to the danger of hitting your head on the ceiling. I was just going to say, my main question about that sentence is, why would tourists tell people about something? <laughs> yeah. I feel like people who live in a town tell yeah. tourists the when local. they're visiting. Yeah. Tourists <laughs> have declined to tell people about this place that they haven't visited because tourists don't go there. Yeah, it's a catch-22. Yeah. <laughs> I might be reaching. I probably am, but like maybe like, Younger me might have thought that like, oh, like this is all like based on like games on the computer and like different websites and like tourists are like people who visit the website. Oh, oh, but like okay. there's also the continuity of like, why are they in the computer? <laughs> yeah, Like, why are they? Why did they leave that Web page? Because they hit their head on the ceiling. Yeah, to be honest, I've never had that issue hitting my head on the ceiling when I visit a Web page. <laughs> visit a website. Yeah. I don't know. There's a couple ones out there. <laughs> All right. Okay. Tom minds the narrow passages, but he usually always hangs out in the only big and wide room in the whole mine. Noah owns the website, but he didn't get enough money to keep it on the air. <laughs> now he is providing it as a home for Tom. Tom is colorblind, so he doesn't know why Noah calls him the red monkey all the time. I do like that part. Noah just never bothers to learn Tom's name. Oh, who is this? Oh, he's just some red monkey that lives in the abandoned gold mine on my website server. <laughs> <laughs> I like that theory, but like maybe he just refers to him as like the red monkey around anyone else. But he does know his name. Oh, he does? Because he calls oh. him by name in like the very end. Yeah, that's true. So it says Tom is a monkey that lives inside Noah's computer. Then it says Tom lives in an abandoned gold mine. Then it says Noah owns the website. 
you haven't mentioned a website thus far, so... <laughs> Keep going. Well, where does this monkey live? <laughs> <laughs> Broad general guess. The whole idea of this was supposed to be Tom exists in whatever Noah's doing on the computer at the time. Okay. Like, why he plays solitaire, why he gets, like, enters websites and uh, stuff. Yeah, and I okay. guess, like, the former goldmine website is where he <laughs> rests when the computer's off? That like That's, like, kind of what I guessed with this story. I just... What is a gold mine website? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Like, if it was a website, it like it has to be RuneScape. Thank you. I've I've been thinking that this whole time. <laughs> but Noah owns RuneScape and wasn't able to get enough money to keep it running <laughs> to keep it on air. Yeah. I See, like, <laughs> I was just thinking maybe. On air. <laughs> It's been a while since I played RuneScape, but there are different servers, right? right. Oh, yeah. So maybe yeah, yeah. one of them is run by this guy, Noah. Since no one plays on this server anymore, basically only the NPCs exist and <laughs> monkeys are in RuneScape. I don't know. I'm just trying to follow this. <laughs> maybe a monkey is in a gold mine in RuneScape on a server that nobody plays. Oh. And the tourists are NPCs <laughs> that would normally give quests to players Whoa, to tell them yeah. to go with the gold mine? Whoa. They don't tell people about it due to the danger of hitting their head. <laughs> I don't have beef with you anymore, Joseph, because you just gave me the <laughs> biggest out yeah, in right. this making any sense. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> of the three stories that I'm bringing, like, right now, this one had, like, the most fascinating potential. What could you do with, like, a being inside a computer that gets transported all across the computer? And I just botched it so hard <laughs> with the terrible writing. That is true. Wow, yeah. There, there is so much potential. Honestly, well, okay, here's the fan theory from me. The computer is the one writing this story. It does seem like it's AI. <laughs> yeah. it seems like a story AI would write. <laughs> so maybe do you want to read the next sentence that sets the story up and then we can do the rest next time? Yeah. Cool. Before I read this sentence, I will say for any listeners who haven't enjoyed my presence a lot or have beef with me already, this sentence should be the affirming factor in making that the case. This is the <laughs> sentence that I hate that I wrote the most with all of my heart. Let's hear it. Now, a exciting story of adventure will unfold in front of Tom's eyes. So be ready. The story might laugh you to death, but then again, <laughs> it might bore you to death. Oh, uh, I actually thought yeah. you were going to say, if anybody has beef with me, this sentence should absolve me. No. It's <laughs> the perfect sentence. Look at this creation. <laughs> I'm mortified and embarrassed of myself. Really? This is going to be coming out two and a half months from today, and I'm like already like kind of blushing at just how bad that sentence is and people are going to hear Whoa, that really? we'll cut that <laughs> sentence if it makes you feel bad no 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 no, no. <laughs> historical accuracy but like it's <laughs> historical accuracy slash masochism you know uh, it's the worst fourth wall humor i mean i was wondering after reading that sentence do you guys think it's safe to read this story it seems like we have two options. It's either going to laugh us to death or bore us Everyone's going to Everyone's death. Gonna die. <laughs> yeah. 100% death. Yeah. And I love how you turned laugh into a transitive verb. The story will laugh you to death. This supports your theory that a computer wrote this. Because <laughs> a computer would have to be the one to think, stories laugh humans to death, right? <laughs> right. That's how that works? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So that's sort of the setup for this story. There's an internet monkey that lives in a gold mine, maybe on Noah's computer, and you're about to hear an either funny or boring story about him. So tune in next time. Yeah. If we can continue to keep this podcast on the air, let's tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, put out those bop it ads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, right. should, that should keep us afloat for a while. <laughs> Send a contract. I love the idea. Uh, I, I just think it's so funny that you said keep keep the website on the air, like especially if it's a RuneScape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tune in to frequency 102.5 for RuneScape coming at you straight on the airwaves. <laughs> this fifth grader needs to see if he can keep it on air, folks. <laughs> Call in if you want to pick up some GP or a fire rune. <laughs> RuneScape would definitely be the worst radio show, though, because it would be like... You put your rod in the water, you catch a fish. You put your rod in the water again, you catch another fish. So much of RuneScape was just doing repetitive things over and over for experience. I don't know why I ever played it. And you click the campfire and you accidentally burned your salmon. You (laughs) click the campfire and... You accidentally burned your salmon again. <laughs> and the frame rate has reduced to two frames per minute. <laughs> oh, dial up. Dial up radio. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay, so we all good? I was able to shed some beef. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we beefed enough in this episode. I know. Maybe we should uh, check Smashwords to see if we got any more ratings and reviews. Do I need to explain this? Explain Smashwords? We- we've talked so much about Smashwords. <laughs> they have to know. So we have a new review by someone named Here for the Beef. Uh oh. Shall I read them? Yes. Right now I can't find three cowboys. <laughs> it's all uh, erotic fiction. We've gotten so many more opportunities to say erotic fiction by doing this podcast. We really have. I was not (laughs) expecting it. So this reads, a truly fulfilling tale with positive messages. Easy to connect with all of the characters who have names. (laughs) That they do. (laughs) Packed full of conflicts and resolutions. This roller coaster of a story keeps you on your toes if you're trying to read it from as far (laughs) away as you can. (laughs) All right. I like that. That's better than I expected. Five stars. For starting beef. Yeah. That's not so beefy. (laughs) It's not too beefy. (laughs) Pull the curtain back spoiler alert in case we haven't figured this out by now that was me oh no <laughs> wait what do you mean it keeps you on your t- i guess i was like trying to think of like oh like it keeps you on your toes but like just only it keeps you on your toes if you're like standing on your toes trying to read it <laughs> like you have it on the floor yeah you <laughs> it's like if you're trying to read it from as far away as you can <laughs> okay though tristan i have to say like you could have picked far more direct ways to insult this book than saying it only keeps you on your toes if you put it on the floor and stand on your tippy toes. <laughs> Should we kick him off the... Uh, Let me see what I can... I can mute him for the rest of the Zoom call. Would that be good? <laughs> Perfect. Honestly, all I want is the five stars. So you could have just said, like, this book sucks. Five it's only stars. 160 words. And all the characters show up right at the beginning. Too much singing and dancing. Child genius junior. More like child idiot junior. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, ow. Ow, actually. More like three idiots. Not three cowboys. <laughs> More like Quest of the Idiot. Whoa. Excuse me? Sorry. <laughs> I knew that was too far. Okay. Shall we end it? Uh, Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. We're really happy to have Tristan on as a guest. Thank you. Theme song. No, we're not ready. <laughs> 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 Sorry, we just gotta wait for it. <laughs>
Um, this episode has been really fun. We really love audience engagement, so don't forget to engage with us. Send us your fan theories, your fan responses, just anything about being a fan, your fan whatever. Send in your own stories that you wrote as a child. Also, if you have any insights as to this whole, you know, what this monkey is doing on the internet and an abandoned gold mine at the same time, let us know. <laughs> or a weird sea base. Yeah. If you can help nine-year-old autistic brain me figure out any of what I was saying, please do. <laughs> I would also like some fan art of the golden sword. I mean, I know that there's already some in the original story, but I'd like to see some other interpretations. Maybe an interpretation <laughs> that is actually golden and not just black and white <laughs> pencil drawing. Not a gambling man here, but the odds on your drawing being better are decent. <laughs> Don't forget to tell your friends and family about this podcast. It really helps to get the word out. Do you want to hear the most effective way to get the word about out about this podcast? Yes. <laughs> Uh, I think you guys are going to hate me for this one. That's <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> when someone asks you what your favorite palindrome is, say, listen to Inside the Mind of a Child Genius Suineg Dick Afodnim Ad Ed Netzel. Which admittedly is a terrible palindrome because only half of the sentence is comprehensible. But Yeah, and this is audio, so they have to figure out how to spell that themselves. <laughs> the second half is like off Russian, German, hybrid, <laughs> Latin, I don't know. I was, I was honestly thinking it sounded a little bit like The Sims. <laughs> a little bit. So we need Dick Afodnim Netzel. I remember you like taking Latin when you were growing up. And do you remember, I don't remember it, but do you remember the one phrase that you taught me in Latin? Was it tu est mimus miserabilus? What does that mean? You are a miserable mime? <laughs> no. <laughs> the phrase you had taught me how to use it, you were all excited about this, and you were like, oh, you could really use this one, was who are you and how did you escape from hell? <laughs> <laughs> that's good I, I do remember that yeah wow god i peaked in high school that is a great thing to say to people yeah so uh that's a great way to spread the word please spread the word about our podcast <laughs> check out the instagram we have it's a good instagram we got clips up there it's <laughs> a pretty good one <laughs> yeah jess has been making some pretty sweet memes oh god well he has well thanks you're making me blush this is not a blush episode. It's a beef episode. You're supposed to say I make bad memes. We got to make blush episodes now. Oh my Do you? Next episode is a blush episode, but it's going to be the only one. Can we make that deal now? We just, just have to be really nice and complimentary. Just, yeah, just overly complimentary to each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's next episode, good luck with the stuff I wrote. <laughs> You're going to have to say nice things to me when I'm reading this to yeah, you. Yeah, struggling so hard. This is great, Tristan. <laughs> you definitely put that pencil on that paper <laughs> yeah and you really meant it dug in pretty hard there yeah so don't forget to rate three cowboys quest of the dragon joseph's story about henry is that up there is that on smashwords i might put it up there oh. uh henry for sale um at job anuba if we ever get that one up there nice. and now uh this is gonna be a lot of work but a weird seamers <laughs> macaroni we're committing touch. to a lot right now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just cut out everything that we don't get done by then <laughs> if for some reason weird sea maze winds up going up on smash words then for the listeners who want to try and you know make fan art your drawing could wind up being the cover Ooh, please draw true. something please make it the cover <laughs> it 
light will be better than my drawing. <laughs> yeah, because currently, the, yeah, the only cover image we would have is the story that Tristan drew. So it's basically like five lines, one of which broke his pencil lead. <laughs> A confident sword. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess now all we have to do is play the outro bit, the outro theme music. The best part. You like it? I love the theme song. (laughs) Well, I hope to hear you be totally blissed out as we play it. Three, two, one, now. (laughs) And I'll insert that onto your track. (laughs) I wasn't sure how to be blissed out. You don't know how to be blissed out? (laughs) Well, now I know it's saying, ah. (sighs) (laughs) All right. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 